I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. This week on Moms Moving On, I think for me, it was that I was like, all of the things that my ex didn't do in our marriage, my first thought was, is he going to do these things for somebody else? Like, is he going to change for somebody else? You've made Moms Moving On your number one podcast for co-parenting and divorce. Now it's time to get a little unfiltered. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Jess. And together, we're getting really real about all that happens after a mom has moved on. From dating after divorce to blending families, we're covering it all and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this unfiltered version of Moms Moving On. Welcome back to another special edition episode of Moms Moving On. I'm here with Jess Evans, my lead coach, certified divorce specialist, moving on method certified coach. And today we're talking about the hard things. We're talking about when your ex meets someone new. Jess, why does it suck so much, even if we don't want to be with these people anymore? I think that's the hardest part. Like you're prepared to leave this person, but in a way you're like not prepared for them to start dating again. Right. And then you get that like inner surge of like, bitch, don't touch my man. But you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't even want him. So why do I feel like this? Honestly, I remember saying to my friends, like it almost felt like when you went through like a high school breakup and you like didn't want to be with that person, but you also didn't want anybody else to be with them either. I'm selfish. Yes. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, listen, it's hard all around, right? It's hard because we see someone sort of stepping into our shoes, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if this person has left you and, and is now enjoying their new life with someone else. It can be the most painful things. I have to relive the knowing of this day in and day out. But also if you left, right? And, and you've Mm -hmm. moved on and then you see someone moving in on that person you left. And then you start thinking, wait a second, did I make a mistake? Is this person really desirable? Did I not see what I should have seen? So there's all the self-doubt and second guessing that comes to your mind. Did you experience any of this? I just need to know. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was that I was like, all of the things that my ex didn't do in our marriage, my first thought was, is he going to do these things for somebody else? Like, is he going to change for somebody else? That was kind of the biggest thing that I noticed. I also did have those friends that you talk about in your book, um, who reached out letting me know that they saw him on different dating apps, which was kind of like a gut punch. Like he was the guy holding the fish in the picture. It was, he did he really hold a fish? Mm -hmm. He did. Oh my God. Oh God. It was like a screenshot. And I was like, oh dear. Oh dear. 
But that was like I, a gut punch. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I knew that my ex was on the dating sites. I just, I, I didn't run into him on there. Thank God. And mm-hmm. also like, I think mm-hmm. people knew better than to bring me that, but it it's so weird. Like it, just feeling like I had that. It was mine. And now here it goes yes. out in the world for somebody else. I, I think my experience is different than yours though. Cause your ex is remarried with a baby, all those mm-hmm. things. No yeah. babies, but stepchildren. Oh. Yeah. Stepchildren, right. There's there's yes. there's a whole he's in blended his, everything. Right. He's in his new life. And then for some mm-hmm. people, it's you know, there's the ex that's just a serial dater and has a new girlfriend right. every half hour. But the bottom line is we gotta talk to the kids about it. So that's the other difficult part. Not just seeing somebody step into a world and a life with your ex, but now we have to explain this to the kids and they may or may not like it. They may feel some type of way. And then how do I deal with that too? Because then it's like, my ex is making a decision that I don't even agree with, or I, I'm not happy about. And now the kids are suffering also. It's like double. Did your kids ever have a hard time with the new person? I don't think so. I think we got very lucky in that the first person my ex dated is who he remarried. So looking back on it, I think that was really great. There wasn't anyone like popping in and out of the lives of the kids. Um, I think that their biggest struggle in the beginning was the blending of families, so to speak, you know, children from his now wife blending with our kids and they're all like relatively the same age. So I think there was just that adjustment period in the beginning, but now it's like so much fun for them that they have these step siblings that are close in age. Like they can do so many fun things together when they're with their dad. And so lucky for them that you have this attitude about it, which is, okay, my ex is with someone new. It's going to be what it's going to be. My kids can enjoy. And I can know that it's also a little weird for me, but you're obviously taking the high road approach here. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we talk about, it was that gut punch in the beginning of like, well, who the hell is this woman going to be spending 50% of the, the time with with my kids like I was selfish and I was insecure but that was also where like therapy helped so much and just me but I like, don't think wait a second more confident let's reframe that you're not selfish and insecure yeah you're biologically connected to these kids it's only normal I want everybody to listen to this to feel validated in the fact that it's only mm-hmm. normal even myself as a co-parenting specialist and a very high road kind of lady I felt those feelings too when Bella was introduced to her dad's new partner. It's normal. Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. No, but I think therapy and just like learning about yourself and realizing that like nobody's ever going to take your place as your kid's mom. Like like regardless if they get married, if they have kids of their own, whatever the case may be, like you're always going to be their mom and you're always going to be their safe space. And I I do feel very lucky in that my ex's new wife has never tried to like overstep any kind of boundary with the kids. And that's, that's huge. That is huge. And that's very difficult in a lot of places. And what I've found is something, you know, the saying like, if what, what you resist persists, right? So Mm -hmm. if this new person is in your ex's life and you are resisting this person at every turn and you don't want your kids around them, they will be, they will persist in making you uncomfortable because A, you're 
engaging them in conflict by trying to keep them away when they don't feel they need to be kept away. And so this feeling of like, this person shouldn't be there and they suck, that will persist because you're resisting it versus, you know, something I found important in doing with Bella and and her dad's partner is taking a step back, letting it be what it's going to be. I didn't feel the need to resist it by any means, but I knew I could probably like nitpick and ask like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Let my daughter figure out how she feels about it and be here to support all of it, no matter what. And I, and that's been helpful, but I know it's also so hard to do, especially when your ex is with, let's say an affair partner. Mm-hmm. And then what? You want to like hit them both with your car and you don't know how to act and you don't know how to behave. What would you say to that kind of situation? Yeah. I mean, I think we've, you know, talked about it and we've had clients that have gone through that aspect of things. I think the biggest thing you can do, but also the hardest thing is to put those feelings you have about the affair aside as much as possible and really focus on who that person is as like a step parent or the significant other of your ex. If they're going to be spending this time and they're still, you know, they may have done a really bad thing, but they might not be a terrible person if they're still really good to your kids and want what's best for them. I mean, that's kind of all we can ask for in a new partner for our ex, that they're going to love your children, that you know that they're going to be safe and taken care of and have those you know, special moments when they're, when they're with their dad. I always say to people like, okay, so it's really uncomfortable for you that this person is around your kids but your kids are coming home happy. They may even say mm-hmm. her name or his name more than you'd like, but what's the alternative? Like right. there are a few alternatives. This new person is horrible to them. Mm-hmm. This new person isn't there and your ex is miserable and taking it out on everybody or that you're still with your ex. So the alternatives, you know, we got to choose the lesser of two evils. And and if it's this new partner being involved in the kids and doing it in a nice and healthy way, great. But back to is overstepping when we continue to resist them they're going to continue trying to push you know like tony robbins in that video that i that i show in the our divorce coach training puts up a fist and tells somebody to push it if he right. resists the push the person's going to keep trying to push them back if he doesn't then there's no there's no push and pull and when we take ourselves out of the push and pull god it's a much better life I totally agree. And that's something that comes, it does come with time and just, you know, as hard as it can be, just like letting go of some of that control and working through some of like any like self-doubt you may have about yourself. But honestly, like you said, the more you let go of that, the easier it's going to be for everybody. Yeah. And comparing yourself to the other person is one of the like, and I I wrote about this in the book, like comparison is really the kiss of death in all areas of your life. But it's only natural that you're going to think about like, oh, do they think that this new person is prettier than me or Mm -hmm. smarter or a better cook or better in bed? Like all of the things that maybe you felt you didn't do well enough for this person. And that, that can be pretty debilitating. And I think that's like the hardest part with like social media, right? Is like you get the name of your partner's or ex-partner's new significant other. And like, 
you want to go look them up and you like, are in the rabbit hole. What does she look like? Yeah. And then you just like, you create this narrative in your mind and it could be completely opposite of the truth and you're just stuck. And then, you know, you just have all that self-doubt and worry and comparison. So as hard as it is to not do that, I think that's such good advice to just like, let it be what it is with them. Let it be. Yeah. Yeah. And also the reminder of like, if you and your partner were right for each other, you'd still be together. So why right. fantasize about what could have been when it probably wouldn't have been anyway? And comparing yourself to somebody else, like I remember it was like the summer I was getting married and my ex was dating somebody, not the girl who's who he's with now, who's wonderful, but it was some other girl and I didn't really know her well. And like my friends and I were just like on the rabbit hole of stalking. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I know. I'm about to get married to the love of my life. And here I am like making fun of this girl's hair. Like I'm better mm -hmm. than this. Like why? I know. With reminding myself that my ex deserves to be happy in whatever capacity. And a happier ex means a happier child and that relationship to be better. And so, you know, it's really, it's a big exercise in taking a step outside of your own ego and your own emotions when your ex meets someone new. I agree. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Do you have any clients that are struggling with this right now? I I don't have any current clients that are struggling with this. I have had a previous client whose um, ex was dating while they were still living together, hmm. which I feel like adds like such another huge component because, you know, she had mentioned that anytime her ex would leave the house, that's what you think. Like, are you going to see her? Like, are you yeah. going to go spend time with her? And then you're going to come home, you know, to me. Like, so I think with that, it's one of those things that's like, it's hard enough to live with your ex while you're going through separation, divorce, all of those things. Them dating adds another component to it. But also I feel like, you know, if you're still, if they're still showing up for the kids, doing what's best for them, that's kind of all that matters, but it is still, you know, you have to validate that it's still really hard to know that they are trying to move on so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I always reassure people that moving on, you know, they'll say like, well, I'm here crying every night and my ex is just out all moved on and dating. And I'm like, wait a second. Your ex being out with another person does not mean they have moved on, healed, changed, or even right. gotten over this relationship. It's just what they like naturally feel like wired to do is go mm -hmm. stick it somewhere else. No, I'm sorry. That was gross. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. Men and women deal with things very differently. Um, but I'm curious, like for 
the client that's going to say, you know, I don't want, I don't want my ex introducing this person to the kids, but then the ex goes and does it anyway. How do you advise they talk to the kids about this person? Yeah. I've had personal experience with that with friends that like wanted it written into the parenting plan that like no one can be introduced for the first six months or you have to meet the other person first. I think that's really hard. I mean, because you also have to think about when you're the one that's dating somebody, maybe you want to introduce, maybe you know, deep down in your gut that this person is your person, right? And you don't want to wait that six months, or maybe you really do care about this person, but you don't want to take things further if things don't mesh well with your children. So I think it's really hard. I mean, and obviously trust can be broken when you're going through a divorce, but you have to trust that your ex is going to do what's best for your kids. And if they make a bad decision and they introduce someone too quick or it's not the right person, that's kind of a bridge you cross when it comes. But really trusting in them that they would make the right decision is is probably the best advice that I can give. Yeah, and I love that you showcase that it's two sides, right? Like mm-hmm. your mom... Your mommy ego doesn't want your kids around somebody new too soon because those feelings might be icky for you. But on the other side, it's very important that your ex picks somebody who is going to treat your children with respect. And, you know, I know in my case, Bella's dad would never be with somebody who did not respect Bella or and or his relationship with her. And so I was happy when he introduced his ex because I needed to know that for my own peace of mind too, right? So there are two sides of it. I didn't wait very long, as you know, to introduce Spencer to Bella for those same reasons. So I think that's a really great perspective. And the way to talk to your kids about that is important because you don't want, if they don't like the person, you don't want to align with them and say, oh yeah, isn't isn't she terrible? Mm-hmm. Isn't she have ugly hair? No, you want to say, okay, well, you don't like that she does X, Y, and Z. I can understand that. Maybe you don't like that this person is in your other parents' house, but what are some things that you find likable about this person and trying to get them to see both sides of the coin? Because if you automatically align with them in that, then you're doing a disservice to everybody. I completely agree. And I also think, you know, we talk about it, that you want to have that open line of communication with your kids, but you don't want to interrogate them. So if it was the, you knew it was the first, like, say they go by dads for the weekend and you know that they're going to be meeting his new partner. You want to know how it went, like what they liked about her. What was she like? But you don't want to like drill them. Like, well, what was her name? Like, what did you do? What did she feed you? Like things like that. Cause then they're going to be closed off and feel like they can't share little things or big things with you. So I think it's really important that you keep that open line of communication, but you don't want to just like completely interrogate them with how visits go. I agree. I've always been so mindful of the interrogation because I Mm -hmm. hated when it was done to me as a kid. And so for me, it's always, how was your weekend? Good or fun? Oh yeah. Tell me what was fun about it. Yeah. Uh, We went to the arcade. Really? That does sound fun. What did you play? And then it, it becomes more of like a natural conversation led by them instead of like, and who was there and da 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 And like, you take what they give you and know that if they're not bringing you complaints, Thank goodness, because if a child is really in distress and something was really horrible and you are their safe space, they're definitely going to come and give that to you. 
I totally agree. The other advice I would give is, and I, I, I'm not sure if you've gone through this um, with your ex's new partner, but it was tough for me the the few times, especially in the beginning, that my kids would be gone for a weekend with their dad and his new partner, and then they would come back to my house and they would call me by her name. Like it was, it broke my heart the first time, but then I had to realize that this is a tough transition for them back here. Yeah. Like they just spent three days with her. It's only normal for a kid to be like, whoops, you know, like, you know, kids like they'll get home from school and call me their teacher's name or something like that. So I had to remember, like, it wasn't personal at all. Like they're just kids that are transitioning back into your home after being with their dad and his new partner. Well, I'm glad you're able to remind yourself of that because it's true, you know, but um, I've never had that situation, but I mean, almost every time Bella transitions back to my house after one of the three day stretches, she'll, she'll be like, dad, I mean, mom, and I'll, and we'll laugh mm -hmm. about it. And, yeah. you know, in the beginning I was like, God, does she wish she was with him? But like, no, like mm -hmm. that's what little nervous system just had to like adjust and readjust. And she was calling dad's name for three days. It's only natural. And so now we laugh about it. Like, oh, yeah. Did you want to tell dad something or me something? And then she's mm -hmm. like, no, you, I was, I just forgot where I was for a second. I'm like, yeah, I can understand that happens. You know, I kind of just let her feel like th that mistake is okay because it is. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, sure. if she, if she came home calling me some other woman's name, of course, I'm going to feel some type of way about it, but you know, having the self-awareness to know it's not their fault and it doesn't take away from the love that you two share, you know? Totally. Um, all right. So what else would you want to say to this topic? Because I feel like we can go on and on and on about this. Yeah. I think one of the other like biggest pieces of advice that I would give to people is just because your ex is dating doesn't mean you have to start dating. Big one, big one. Honestly, if you're not ready to date, that's fine. Playing the comparison game or playing the I can keep up with you game or look what I'm doing game, you're already losing the game because mm -hmm. you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And that is so dangerous. What a great point. Yeah, it's it's that was like one of the things and with clients of mine whose exes are dating or friends of mine that have gone through divorce with an ex dating. I'm like, if you're not ready, don't do it. Like you're only going to hurt yourself and possibly your kids. If you rush into something just because your ex has met somebody, it's just bad news. True story. That is like, I, I, I very happy you brought that up. It's for real, for real, for real. I love that. It's only normal for you to be like, well, they're with someone like, should I be with someone too? Mm -hmm. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. And also don't be surprised if just because your ex is dating someone that they may not have negative feelings about you. You know, I think sometimes people use it as their, not their, they, they take their cues on like, if they have permission to do this yet or not. Mm -hmm. And then when they do, and the ex is like, how could you do this? Why are you doing this? It's like, well, you were doing it first. And, you right. know, it, it just, you got to be smart and strategic and do it in a way that feels right for you. Not, not to get back at, or not to keep up with the Joneses because it's not authentic. And, you know, mm -hmm. you want this new relationship after divorce to feel real and natural. Totally. So many good nuggets here. I love talking about this with you. And I love that we're like going through every phase of our co-parenting lives together. That's really special to me. It is. I know. And we're like bonded. 
We are forever. And if you listening need someone to feel bonded to over the course of your divorce and co-parenting journey, we are here for you. Always reach out. We're at michelledempsey.com. Um, the Michelle Dempsey or MMO Coach Jess on Instagram. And we would love to help you move on. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. Bye guys. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, certified divorce and co-parenting specialist, and I founded the moving on method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong. 